Do you want to live a beautiful life that reflects the truth of who you are? Be bold and courageous as you step into your heartfelt desires. How does trusting yourself fully and connecting with your soul's purpose sound? The Unplanned Mom Podcast is a potent mix of real life stories, practical spiritual teachings, and a community to help guide you for eternity. This is the place for inspiration, with down-to-earth tools to help you pivot and continue to live your best life beyond your wildest dreams. Here we honor your deepest authentic truth, embrace motherhood, talk all things money, mindset, and most importantly, miracles. So are you ready to say yes to all of this? If so, then let's dive in. I'm your host, Ashley Simmons, financial coach, mentor, and unplanned mom to three amazing girls. I have been praying for you and I can't wait to dive in. So let's go. All right. Welcome back, everybody, to the Unplanned Mom School podcast. I am so excited about today's guest. I have got Paige Tomey. Hoping I said your name correctly, but I am so excited, guys, to introduce you to Paige. She's got an incredible story, and we're going to just, we're going to dive into all of that here in just a minute. But she caught my eye the, mem- the minute I met her virtually online in a Facebook group. So she is a single mom and she is just rocking it, just making great strides in her life and her personal life and really going on to pursue her own passion. So um, I want you to get to know Paige and just fall in love with her like I did. And I love I love her state that she lives in. So you want to tell us, tell us where you live, Paige. <laughs> Hi, yes. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad that we were able to connect on that Facebook group. It's has just brought so many blessings being in that group. But I'm from Grand Rapids, Michigan. I was born and raised in Michigan, originally from the east side. Then we migrated to the west side. So I've been here um, probably about half my life now. But great state. We have amazing summers here. We're in a a little bit. We're transitioning into the winter time. So a little bit cooler here. But yeah. Yeah, the snow gets crazy there. I've never been there in the wintertime, only in the summer, but it's one of my absolute favorite places to go. Yeah. So I know when we first got on a phone call and you told me where you live, I'm like, oh my gosh, I love Michigan. So yeah, we just got a bunch of snow actually last week. We had I oh, think about two feet of snow. Oh my gosh. Yep. Okay. Yep. So we're in the middle of it. Yeah. Yes, you are. So I'm here in Missouri. We don't have any snow yet. So oh my gosh, you guys are so lucky. Yeah, yeah no snow yet. So. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, all right. So, uh, yeah. So whenever I read your description, so we met because both of us are pursuing our businesses just in the sense that we want to reach as many women as possible, share our stories and be keynote speakers. And so you put this post in this group that you and I are both in. You talked about your, basically your keynote and your story. Of course, it caught my eye because you are a mom. You know, I love having moms on here as a guest. Tell me about your pregnancy. So I know you've got, you've got one daughter. So tell, talk, walk us through your first pregnancy and what that was like for you. Yeah. So a little bit of background. I grew up in a family of nine children, Catholic family. Um, So when I had initially found out that I was pregnant at 23 years old, I was not married. And so this was not part of the plan at all. Um, In fact, I didn't even tell most of my family that I was pregnant until I was showing, which was around six months. So it was there was a lot of shame that came around Mm -hmm. pregnancy and especially the fact that I wasn't married. And in fact, I wasn't even dating my daughter's father at the time. We had broken up six months prior to this. So 
it was it was very scary um i just felt this massive amount of shame and didn't really know how to go about telling anybody and Mm -hmm. just kind of felt like i was walking this path a little bit alone um so it was was pretty scary time yeah 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 i know i I can relate to that just because growing up in a big catholic family i'm not one of not nine you said nine kids yes yes nine kids i i'm one of three so i (laughs) i don't but big big catholic family as well and so being pregnant at 20 i just i was 21 and Telling people, it's definitely, there is a lot of shame that goes into telling people that you're expecting when you aren't in a relationship. So I was right there with you. You know, we had broken up too. We kind of were hot and cold and hot and cold. And then I find out that I'm pregnant. So sounds like a similar similar journey. So what did you, like, what'd you feel as soon as you saw your pregnancy test? Like, were you just like, oh my gosh, or were you kind of excited you know, it was crazy because um, I honestly was like two to three days out from missing my period, but I was just, I was not feeling well. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to take a test. It's, there's no way that it's going to be positive, but just for my peace yeah. of mind. And I just remember taking the test and going to set it on the counter next to me. And as I'm setting it, I can already see the positive, like the darkest positive. And I was like, what the heck? I thought yeah. you had to wait like three minutes. I thought I had time to kind of yeah. get my emotions together but it was so um it was just so so clearly positive right away so it yeah. was um it was just very shocking i i really did not know uh it, it was a scary moment and i didn't know how i was going to tell the dad i knew that he was not going to be very thrilled about it given the fact that we were also very hot and cold at the time mm-hmm. um the 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 breakup that we had was just very messy you know, six, seven months before. And so I knew that it wasn't going to be this happy news that I was giving him. So just scary. It was scary. Yeah. 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 So nine months later, though, you went on to have a baby. Yes. Yes. I know. She is. She has been the greatest blessing in my life. But so I I went on to have my daughter. Um, You know, I've always had this image of how I wanted my life to go since I was a young child. And Mm-hmm. getting married, having kids, being a stay-at-home mom. That's kind of the the vision that I had for myself. And so when I did things a little bit backwards, I was like, okay, so I did this maybe in the wrong order, but we can fix this. Like we can fix this relationship, make it incredible and go on to have this amazing marriage and everything will be great. And it'll align mm-hmm. right with what I wanted. And, um, it just did not do that. So I, yeah. I, I put so much effort into this relationship, possibly, actually, definitely too much effort. Um, but I really just had it. It was so important to me to keep my family together. And mm-hmm. just all of the the ideas that come around being a single mom. And it's, it's not a very nice thing, you know, when you think about it. And so I just yeah. did not want to go down that path. So I did everything that I could to not be a single mom mm-hmm. to the point where I was completely denying who I was. I did not love myself, did not respect myself. I tried to fit into this life and tried to be the person that my partner wanted me to be instead of being mm-hmm. true to myself. So in the process, it was just completely losing myself. So I ended up being incredibly um, depressed and anxious post-pregnancy. You know, I've always had a little bit of a history of anxiety and depression, but there's 
postpartum anxiety and depression is, is a whole nother ball game that I was not prepared for. And so um, I thought that things would get better in the relationship once my daughter came along. And you just learn that children will not fix your relationship as much as you think that they will. So that yeah. was that was really hard to acknowledge that having this new child did not bring us really any closer together. In fact, I think it may have you pushed apart even more. So mm -hmm. that was definitely really tough to acknowledge yeah. the fact that the relationship was not getting any better. Yeah. On the bright side, though, so you went through that whole journey, you know, you tried to morph and change yourself to bend and fit this, you know, traditional mold, I'd like to say, yeah. to be with your family. I mean, I, I think I did, I've done the same thing, you know, in my own life, but it's really empowering to to walk, not I walk away from that, but like you've learned, you've grown and you've changed so much, you know, had you not had that experience. Yeah. So, you know, hindsight's always twenty twenty, but like, you know, we go through these things and motherhood, I don't, you know, I, I don't, I'm not going to speak for yourself, but I don't think you'd, you would change it. Absolutely you wouldn't, not. you wouldn't change it at all. And so I always tell my daughter now, my oldest, my 16 year old, you know, you are meant to be here, but your dad and I were not meant to be together. Yeah. And so, yeah, absolutely. Was, and I think it was huge when I finally acknowledged the fact that it was okay that we weren't going to work out. I mean, this happened mm -hmm. after we had broken up, you know, after my daughter was, was born and everything, but just mm -hmm. acknowledging that there is another way to live. There was another way to live my life that could be even greater than staying together as a family. And I, and I know that I wanted that so badly, but yeah. honestly it was making that decision to quit fighting for it. once we had broken up, was the mm -hmm. best decision that I could have made because I started to prioritize my relationship with myself. And in turn, Love that started that. to change all aspects of my life. I was yes. able to come off of anxiety and depression medication. I wasn't getting sick nearly as much. I mean, all of this yeah. was happening during my healing journey and mm -hmm. this journey of self-love. And so mm -hmm. it was it was the biggest blessing. And I do, I do tell people, I really don't have regrets in my life, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. there's a lot of things that at the time I maybe wish that I wouldn't have done those things, but it's all led me to the space that I'm in right now. So I, I really don't, don't have regrets on how things happened. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm yeah. like, that's that. Yeah. It's incredible. So what did that look like for you when you started taking care of yourself? And I think a lot of us that are listening, we all fall into this bucket. You know, we, we tend, a lot of moms can lose themselves, you know, trying to make the family stay together or even going about being a single mom. It's hard work. Being a mom in general is really, really oh, hard. Yeah. Being a single mom is even harder. Yeah. So how did, what did that look like when you started your healing journey and started taking care of yourself? What'd you start doing? Oh goodness. So the first thing that I did was I got into some therapy and I think okay. what I tell everyone, I, I personally believe that everybody needs a therapist. I don't think mm -hmm. anyone shouldn't be having one. There's nobody that's in this perfect, you know, life that doesn't need somebody walking alongside them. So I got mm -hmm. involved in therapy and that was the first step made such a huge decision or such a huge impact in my journey. Yeah. So got set up with a therapist. Um, and then really just started changing things little by little in my life. So one of the first things that I did was started working on how I talked to myself. Mm. I did not love who I was. I had a lot of self-hatred. And so kind of changing that voice in my head 
to more positive mm-hmm. and more compassionate towards myself. Mm-hmm. So giving myself a break and acknowledging that I was doing the best that I could with the level of understanding that I had at the time. And that's one of my favorite things to acknowledge is the fact yeah. that everyone is doing the best that they can with the understanding that they have. So I kind of just started making these little steps. I started journaling. I started um, taking like daily 15 minute walks. I started mm-hmm. getting involved in new hobbies, especially when you're going transitioning into um, being a single mom, at least in my case, her dad is still involved. So we split her between the two houses. So it was really difficult at first having all that alone time when you're so used to being a full-time mom around your child 24 seven, and then going into this space of having her only part of the time. Mm -hmm. So I started to fill up that time that I didn't have her with things that I loved reading. Um, I picked up golf, um, spending more time time with friends. So all of this investing that I did in myself, just really helped that healing, you know, mm-hmm. that healing journey and, and really put me where I am today, which is a much more fulfilling life. I live yeah. with a lot more contentment. And um, yeah, I, I feel so blessed in the journey that I've had, um, mm-hmm. given where I started. Yeah, it's awesome. And I love that you talked about the self-talk because I, I, you know, I'm guilty of that at times too. And I know, you know, a lot of people in my own inner circle, I mean, a lot of women do that. I mean, and we're pretty hard on ourselves. Especially moms. For some reason, we just, uh, we get the brunt of that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And then we, we just, we judge ourselves. We criticize ourselves. We, yeah, we're really, really hard on ourselves. And I think that's really a key thing. I mean, yeah, of course, therapy, but that was like a firm foundation for you to really lay the groundwork to continue to heal and get better yeah. and just changing that self-talk. Yeah, okay. So I have to ask, were you, were you, do you say it out loud? Were you looking in the mirror? Is it literally just kind of like, you know, you say it to yourself in your head? Yeah. How- yeah. So I do not like looking in the mirror and telling myself those things. So it was all, okay. it was all spoken out loud to myself. Um, and yeah. honestly, what I started to do was I started to list these things that I didn't even believe that I had at the time or I didn't mm-hmm. believe that's that's who I was, but that I wanted to be. So I started um, just saying all these, these I am kind, I am strong, mm-hmm. I am beautiful. Even if I didn't believe those things at the time, I was still saying them. And mm-hmm. it it's amazing how much of a difference that can make when you're when you're constantly telling yourself those things every single day, you do start to believe them and you actually start mm-hmm. to live by those things. So you do. it's, it's so powerful. And I do think that affirmations are so important um, oh, along yeah. with you know, gratitude. I'm very big into manifestation. Um, so all of those things definitely helped with getting, you know, on more of a positive track. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I know I talk about that too. I mean, just having, you know, writing things down, your goals, like whenever I first started, I can remember, you know, I'm a kind and patient mom. I'm a good example to my kids, you know, just little things, you know, it was going on three, you know, three-ish years ago that I started really getting in the habit of writing those things down. So um, I've had a friend recently tell me to just, you know, to write some certain things and put them on the mirror in the bathroom. So yeah. I haven't done that. I haven't done that yet. Oh, but I actually, I did. I, I do have that did you? in my, yep. I started yeah. writing down, you are enough. Just, just positive things. Yeah. Um, quotes that maybe I heard throughout the week that I really liked. I'll just 
put on my yeah. mirror. It's it's such a great reminder to just wake up, walk into your bathroom, and just have that be the first thing that you see. Yes. Yeah, it sets yes. you off on the right foot. So I highly recommend to start writing yeah. on your mirror. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. Start writing on the mirror. Start writing in the journal. Start doing all, you know. Yeah. You can find the five, ten minutes to write these things down, your affirmations, your goals, your gratitude. Yeah. Find something yeah. that works for you. Yeah, and something that I, I really um, – believe helped me is is to not feel so overwhelmed at least is making just small small changes Mm -hmm. at a time so i call them one percent shifts so instead of thinking i need to fix my diet i need to start exercising 30 minutes a day i need to start journaling an hour a day i need to do my morning affirmations especially Mm -hmm. for moms when we already don't really have enough time in the day it can feel daunting to change every part of our life all at once and so instead of just trying to change everything all at once, I just picked one thing at a time and started incorporating mm-hmm. that a little bit into my life. And, you know, through these small 1% changes, I've been able to make a massive change in my day-to-day life. And now, you know, it's, it's not as hard. Like I wake up and I journal or I wake up and I do mm-hmm. my gratitude and it's, and it's not really anything I have to think about anymore because... I've kind of started to lay that groundwork early on and just make them small changes so I wouldn't get overwhelmed. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I know. So before this call, we we were on, we were chit-chatting. You've got some awesome things going on in business and, and just kind of in life. And, and you just, you did exactly what you're talking about. You had gone to a, gone on a 15 minute walk before you had this big meeting just to really yeah. clear your mind because you are, you know, you're on a path to help single moms. Like this is, this is what's put on your heart. And so tell us about what you're doing. So your mission kind of what's the, what's the driving force behind your keynote and kind of what you're, what you're hoping to accomplish. Yeah. So there's this quote that I came across a couple months ago by Rory Vaden, and it is, you are most powerfully positioned to serve the person you once were. Mm -hmm. And honestly, for a lot for a lot of my adult life, I did not have a clear path on where I wanted to go career wise. Um, I currently work in ophthalmology, and while I love what I do, it's not where my passion lies. And so I had kind of struggled most of my adult life, and you know, what am I going to do with my life? What am I going to do when I grow up? Um, mm-hmm. And so in the last year, year and a half, it just started to weigh on me like you can start helping other moms that were in your position. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, not even just single moms, but just moms in general. You know, we talked a little bit earlier about how the transition to motherhood is such a massive change from what we were doing prior. So there's a huge identity crisis that a lot of women go through when they become moms. And I Mm -hmm. definitely went through that. And that's not when I was a single mom, but I I struggled Mm -hmm. with that and who I Mm -hmm. was. Um, And so I, that was kind of put on my heart about a year ago that I wanted to start helping other single moms or even just moms in general. And so right now the plan is to get a group formed and to just help mothers to prioritize their relationships with themselves. You know, as moms, we feel so selfish doing anything for us. We Everything that we do is to give to our children or to give to others. We're chronic people pleasers, a lot of us are. Mm-hmm. But the importance of just, you know, prioritizing that relationship with ourselves 
And so I just want to help women get to that space and, and start prioritizing their relationships with themselves. And mm -hmm. I have found personally that since I've been doing that as a mother, I am so much more patient. I, I, I'm just so much better as a mother overall after this healing journey. So I just want to help give mothers the tools to, you know, become resilient, to know themselves. And mm -hmm. um, that's just kind of the mission right now. So that's what I'm headed yeah. towards. It's beautiful. And I love it. And I, I, you know, at the heart of what I'm trying to do, it's all about storytelling, too. Yeah. You know, just having platforms and connecting women because, you know, there is a little bit of an age gap between you and I, but I was in the same boat. You know, just find, finding other people that have gone through something or have been where you are at to kind of show you that there's a better way or that you can get through this or you can learn to love yourself, which I think it's going to be incredible. You're going to help so many people and there's so many moms that are hungry for this and longing for this connection because... I think COVID, you know, we've all been a little secluded and the blessing is that we can do so much online. Yeah. And what I love about you is, you know, you're doing stuff online and if people aren't following you yet on TikTok, they need to follow you on TikTok and we'll <laughs> put all of your handles in, in the show notes. But, you know, cause you have just such amazing advice, but the fact that you're going to bring this to in person, I think is just awesome because women, we just... Being around and being in a room, literally in a, in a physical room with other women is super empowering. And yeah, so yeah. you're going to bring a lot of hope and change. Yeah. And just to know that, that we're not on this journey alone. Exactly. I mean, it, it, it can sometimes feel so lonely and there's so many women going through similar experiences and mm -hmm. to just know that they're seen and they're heard and to give them that push and know that they have so much more to give. And, and um, mm -hmm. I, I just... The, that's the goal. That is the goal. Yeah. I love it. And I love the word that you're using resilience, you yeah. know, resilience. It's, it's, it's a, 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 it's a bold word because it encompasses a lot, but I think that's, that's single motherhood right there in a nutshell. So, yeah. And, and you imagine it. You, it, it's really interesting yeah. too, because, you know, as I started off this journey of finding myself or becoming independent, resilience wasn't even a word that I was using. It wasn't what I was working towards. But through this entire journey, kind of looking back, I have naturally created this resilience by building up my life in different areas and healing myself. And mm -hmm. the fact is, is that resilience can bring so much, so many positive things to your life that you would never even think of. I mean, they've done, mm -hmm. you know, there's, there's, there's studies behind this as becoming more resilient, you're lessening the symptoms of anxiety and depression, which I can see in my own life. Um, mm -hmm. You're able to, your self-worth goes up. So all these just positive things by becoming resilient. But it's funny because yeah. it was just never, it was, that was never the plan is to become resilient. But now that I'm where I am looking back, I'm like, oh my yeah. gosh. Going it's through, cool. Yeah. And, and going through some of the things that I'm going through now in my personal life, in the mm -hmm. past, had I gone through these same things, I think it would have knocked me down and I would have been, mm -hmm. you know, laying in bed all day depressed about these things that are going on. But because of this resilience that I've built, um, I'm continuing my forward motion. Yeah, that's awesome. And I, I hope that everybody that's listening feels that too, because whatever they're going through, you know, we always get through it. 
you know, it, it feels super daunting. We don't understand sometimes when these big unplanned moments come up. But yeah. on the other side, listening to you, I mean, you're on the other side now and listening to just how beautiful things are. Things probably aren't perfect in your life, but you have tools in your toolbox now that you didn't have before had yeah. you not gone through those experiences. So I think that's that's awesome. Yeah, just, yeah exactly. Yeah. And just the knowledge of everything is going to be okay. Yeah. You know, it's it's sometimes hard hard for us to acknowledge that to remember that, but mm -hmm. it really is true. Everything is going to be okay. You know, yeah. no matter the things that we're all going through, um, we're going to get to the other side of it, and, and we're going to be yeah. okay. And things things tend to work out usually. They do. So they do. We might not feel like they're working out the way we want to, but it's the way uh, you know. I say it's the way God wants it to, and it that way is always the better way. When we try to force our own will, we never end up in a good situation. Yeah. At least exactly. in my own personal experience. Yeah, but yeah. I was going to ask you, so as you're on this journey, you've done your healing work. So are your friends and family, like your close inner circle, have they been understanding, supportive have, as you've made these changes as yeah, you're growing? Yeah. No, for sure. I have, um, I have quite a, a nice support. My family has all, always been very supportive of me. Um, it's, it's really interesting when you're going through a healing journey, you know, a lot of times you end up losing friends along the way and you get to gain mm -hmm. other friends. Um, there can be moments of loneliness through your healing journey because you're transitioning into this new life and um, wow. naturally you're going to step away from certain friendships and then grow new friendships. So I have been mm -hmm. really lucky. I mean, having eight siblings being one of nine children, I, if, if one sibling and I aren't, aren't getting along, I can just go to the next sibling. Yeah. So I've, <laughs> I've always had a pretty, pretty strong support system. So I'm, I'm very, awesome. very blessed when it comes to, to support. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Awesome. This has been so, so fun. Yeah. I, I always love to wrap up with my question for any mom that's on the Unplanned Mom School podcast. And you can throw anything else in there if you like, but what advice would you give to a mom that's listening? Any, if she's pregnant, maybe not pregnant, what would you want to tell her right now as she's listening? Yes. So the biggest thing that I would love to tell moms is prioritize your relationship with yourself. I know I've been saying that a lot throughout this entire podcast. It is mm -hmm. not selfish to prioritize mm -hmm. your relationship with yourself. In fact, you'll find that a lot of other things tend to fall into place when you have a good relationship with yourself. And yeah. what I like to always tell people is that when we get into those airplanes and they're going through all the safety instructions, they say, if we're going down, you need to make sure you put on your own oxygen mask before you help mm -hmm. anybody else with theirs. And so that's kind of the idea that I have in my head that I need to put my own oxygen mask on so that I can help other people with theirs. So yeah. prioritize yeah. your relationship with yourself. Yes, I love that. That is such sage advice. Very, you know, you're just, you're, you are a breath of fresh air. So you. you're going to be on lots of stages. So if anybody happens to be listening and booking speakers, Paige, definitely reach out to her. But I just can't thank you enough for coming on here. And yeah. I'm just thankful that you and I have crossed paths and just, yeah. I learned so much listening from you and I love, I love watching your TikToks too. So thank you. Thank you so much. I really yeah. appreciate being on and I'm so blessed yeah. for the connection that we've made. Yes, same here. So hopefully you will come back and update us down the road and, you yeah, know, definitely. all of that good stuff. Well, thank so, you so okay. much, Ashley. Yeah, no, it was my pleasure. 
All right. Thanks, Paige. Yeah, bye-bye. All right. We'll see you guys next week. All right, my sweet mamas, if you are tuning in and have a friend's name that just keeps popping up in your mind right now, then go ahead, grab the link, copy and paste it, and shoot them a quick text and just tell them that you were thinking of them. After all, we're all here to help each other. And if this episode resonated with you, there's a pretty good chance it's something and it will resonate with them as well. This show is for you. So do me a salad, go ahead, share it. So you can share it with that one person that comes to your mind and we can spread the love to our sisters. And if you really, really loved it, it would mean the world to me if you would leave a review. All right, my sweet friends, thanks so much for tuning in. I will catch you next week. If you need any more inspiration between now and then, come on over and check us out on TikTok. See you soon.